This is a conversation about electrifying cars. Now we all know electric cars are a big thing, they're a big topic. But classic cars, those are to be kept pristine, no? We can't touch them, we can't look at them, we can't drive them. But Justin Linney and Everati have a very different approach to what a classic car can be and should be. Now, if you want to know more about Justin's view on this and how he came to start Everati, this is the perfect episode for you. Enjoy. Yeah, and look, you know, the reality is it's about the people driving these things. You know, people, you know, they're, they're not just machines. They have a character, they have a personality. They are, people love them for what they are. And, that, and that's the key thing for us is trying to, trying to retain that and, and, and where we possibly can improve that clearly. Um, so it's not just about um, reducing the emissions, but it's actually about, again, the weight balance, making sure that it is, that, that it's as it should be. Um, and that's all really about that feel. Yeah, is the driver sat in the driver's seat enjoying it? Um, there's very little you can do, I think, to mimic that in the digital world. Um, yes, you could get a sim and, and you know start testing things that way, but in reality, it comes down to to, to, to the driving experience, really. Yeah, I think you're completely right. Like the whole point, the whole point of cars is that you are. Well, no, I guess it's the whole point, but you know. Especially when you talk about you know enthusiasts and people that you know are coming to you, especially because they love, oh, they love classic cars. People love classic cars because of you know the way they used to handle the you know the nostalgia associated with them. So if you start messing and putting computers in them, they don't feel like classic cars anymore. Yeah, that's right. No, exactly right. And don't get me wrong, everything we do has to be electronic control to a point, right? So um, each of our cars will have its own version of a, a CAN bus or so an area, you know, a network within the vehicle but only to, to, to sort of make sure it's safe and reliable and things like batteries are disconnected when it might come to a shunt and those sorts of things. So, um, but, the, but the industry is, is, is really exciting. You know, th- I think um, yeah, we, we've got peers, whether it's Lunas, whether it's Kindred Motorworks, whether it's I- Icon Cars in, in the US, we're all d- doing this slightly differently, but actually um, I think there's a there's a common goal here, which is to ensure that we are doing it in in the right way. You know, if you think there's over half a billion car enthusiasts globally, there's 74 million collectible car, cars globally. People assume this is a small market, um, but it's worth billions of, of dollars. Um, but but I think the key thing here is to make sure it's all being done correctly, um, because you know when people do unfortunately have accidents in these things. Yeah, making sure that they are um, built properly and ensure that all the safety systems that could be in there are in there. And that's what's really difficult, I think, for the OEMs. You know, I think OEMs have looked at this market to do it themselves. Because if you're buying a classic from whether it's Jaguar, Porsche, Aston, Dodge, doesn't really matter. Um, you would expect that to have certain characteristics uh, even though you know it's a classic, um, it might be around crash structures. It might be, you're just not going to get that in a in a classic car. So there's there's always limits that you have to adhere to and just make them as safe as you possibly can. Yeah, I think it's great because also with and with OEMs and I, I mean I know I mean no disrespect from what I'm about to say, but you know they've got lead times. They have to get cars out on time. They have to you know ma- they have to manufacture this and these are mass and you know things get missed or you know quality is sacrificed. And I guess with you, with companies like you guys, Lunas, you know, you get a second chance of making a car even better than it was at the factory. That's right, you know, and I think, I mean, it ne- better never stops. You know, we've got uh, we've got um, vehicles that already at the moment we're upgrading batteries on, as an example, where um, because of our good new technologies are coming through, we want to ensure that each car is, is as current as possible. Now, 
that's part of the ownership experience. So, you know, we will create that beautiful 911, for example, um, and through its life, we will upgrade the batteries and the batteries will then go into second use. They might go onto, onto home uh, energy storage or, or, or as, as you probably know now, um, there's a lot of recycling opportunities in, in batteries. But um, being honest, if you buy your brand new EV today, you're not going to upgrade that because you can't. You know, it, it, it is what it is and it's what it, it as, as it comes out of, uh, out of the factory. So, you know, again, we see ourselves really, you know, if you look at the 1.4, I think it's 1.4 billion ice cars on the road globally, um, we're, we're at that very high end. We're creating bespoke electric cars. Um, but we're also creating cars that, again, have that legacy. They can be upgraded over time. So when people are buying into an Everati, um, they have that ability to to keep it, use it, enjoy it, and upgrade it, which I think is, again, pretty unique in, in, in automotive today. Yeah. And I'm just interested, um, Justin, you mentioned better never stops. And I just for me, that you know, if you're open to talk about it, like your your journey with mental health through this, mm. I know it's we've taken a completely different twist but yeah. i'm just thinking you, you know entrepreneurialism is it's renowned for being hard people don't do it for this not the faint of heart so what for you like what has your journey been with it how have you dealt with you know struggles or hard times or you know all the good times yeah. as well it's a good question i think part of the reason i do what i do generally and, and be entrepreneurial is i want to you know improve myself generally um uh, and sometimes that's not straightforward you know you get a lot of challenges you get a lot of um <coughs> things that you want to improve on for yourself um, and I think that it's, it's all about having people to talk to it's all about having um, uh, I guess areas of, of focus you know if you put yourself into something and, and if you're learning all the time I think that really really helps um, so I think it's it's really a journey where you have to have that core you have to have that core strength if you you know and, and sometimes that's not always there you know everyone knows that you know they have down days and, and what have you um, but really, you yeah, know, talking to other people, talking to peers, talking to people in the, you know, that, that have kind of been with you along the way, um, is really, I, I suppose, the best way to, to cover that. And thankfully, you know, I'll be honest, I think thankfully there are, um, a lot more resources out there for people to, uh, to get help in areas that they might need to, um, depending on their age. And I think that unfortunately this is completely off topic, but I think the, yeah. you know, the, the youth, um, uh, mental health <coughs> challenges are not well catered for today you know and, and it, you know it, it's the it's the other big pandemic really which is mental health for for, for children and young adults and um, there's not enough provision for that today there are systems being developed but yeah that's that's the real thing I think that um, that would be great to see is putting yeah people putting more effort behind that 